sports fans. How are you? Welcome to the One Man Sports Show for this June 9th, uh, Wednesday, I believe. And I am, as usual, your highly replaceable host, uh, Brock Crocker. And how's everyone doing? I hope everyone had a good night and and uh, is having a good day so far. And I can count myself among those people uh, for sure. Kind of a... Uh, you know, a slower day, I guess you could say, with all the action we've been having. There's only a couple playoff games tonight, so one in each league. And, of course, we kind of uh, seen a little decrease in the action, but we did get two games uh, in both leagues last night. So uh, lots to watch anyway as far as the uh, entertainment goes. And, uh, you know, did okay yesterday as far as wagering goes. And, you know, I wanted to actually apologize to you guys. I was listening to the podcast yesterday because, uh, you know, this is I'm, – I'm guaranteeing you guys are listening to the most low-budget show uh, on the Internet for sure. So I'd just like to give it a listen over and and try to, you know, listen for things. And I know I can be kind of uh, repeat phrases and stuff. So just stuff that, you know, people look for to try to get better at what they do, right? So I listened yesterday, and, of course, the audio was out uh, for a little bit portion of it. So I do apologize. Uh, it is, like I said, the lowest lowest production value I'm pretty sure you can find. So I'll, I'll work on that and we'll, we'll toy with some new things as far as the technology on the show goes just so uh, we can serve uh, serve everyone better, right? So everyone can have a better time listening to the podcast. And like I said, yesterday was pretty good as far as the, the wagering goes. It wasn't bad, but it, it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It was just kind of uh, a day where you, you live and, uh, you know, my bankroll pretty much was, I think I was up a percentage or two uh, at the end, but uh, went two for two in the NBA. So I, I've been going pretty heavy on the playoffs because that's what I'm watching. So went two for two on the NBA yesterday, went zero for two on the NHL. Neither home team gets it done. So uh, that was kind of a wash. And then on the MLB side, nine for 15 and what was kind of a, a you know loaded game, loaded day, right, as far as games go, lots of action as far as uh, MLB goes. So today I think MLB is pretty much – what we're looking at too as far as the bulk of the action goes and we'll look to the nhl and to the nba for for the quality in the playoffs and you know before i get started and kind of look back you, you know i kind of like to look back at things and and comment on some things so uh, i'm going to continue on on my soapbox and when i see injustices uh that i have to have to say something about it, and and that is going to be the norris trophy uh candidates in, in the nhl uh, who did I see on there? I, I saw Maker, I saw Fox, and I saw Hedman, I believe, on the list. And, you know, Hedman and and Maker, honestly, I guess, you know, I can, you can make an argument and I could buy it. But to have Fox all over there over, over a guy like Darnell Nurse, who I watched all year. And uh, if you're somebody who just looks at defensemen and you just look at the points total and you think that's who the who the Norris should go to, then really he's not your guy. But in that case, then the guy is Tyson Berry, right? That's the guy who should have got got the Norris this year. But uh, for me, uh, just watching Darnell Nurse, and, and to me, he, he's the leader of this team. Uh, he, he's a man amongst men for the for this Oilers team. He's the key to it all, for from the goaltending to the defense uh, to the forward for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the man is, is the linchpin. He does it all out there, and uh, nobody breaks the cycle as far as I'm concerned uh, like Darnell Nurse does in the NHL and his outlook passes. And, you know, single-handedly, as far as I'm concerned as well, uh, pretty much resurrected uh Barry's career you know we'll see what happens with Barry and see where what kind of money he gets but uh to me he's a he's a complimentary type defenseman right so if you're going to bring a Barry into your organization he's a guy that you're going to have to find a lot of time on your power play 
a guy who maybe you're going to have to slide down in, in your pairings just because uh, the five-on-five five play isn't what you would expect out, out of a normal top-pairing uh, NHL defenseman. And in Barry's defense, you know, he was great this year. Uh, he, he was banging bodies and breaking cycles himself. So, like I said, I just think Darnell's nurse helped him out uh, immensely. I think they're the perfect pairing. So we'll see if he can stick around and they can continue on as being a dynamic uh, duo that I really think uh, benefits both their games. So, But, yeah, kind of a snubbed, I think, I thought today from the NHL and not making Darnell Nurse a Norris Trophy candidate because, in my mind, uh, he clearly is, uh, you know, he's clearly at least better than one guy on, on that list in, in Fox who had a great year, but there's no way, you know, the guy, can, I don't know, can't hold a candle to what Darnell Nurse got done uh, for, for this uh, Edmonton Oilers team. Uh, this year, in my opinion, and I don't think you can change my mind on that uh, as far as uh, as far as that goes. So, lots in hockey yesterday, and I guess looking at the hockey side of things, we start with uh, Tampa eliminating the Hurricanes yesterday, two nothing, and and just a tough game, you know, for for Tampa or for Carolina, I should say. And as we get deeper into these playoffs, you know, these these games just get tighter and tighter, and and it's all about. Uh, mistakes and, and just the little stuff, right? So, uh, what we see in this one is we see the Lightning get a get a power play goal in this one, so they get on the board first. Uh, Nadalkovic was awesome in in this game. But, like I said, gives up the power play goal. And on the power play goal, it wasn't even really like they were on the power play, but uh, it was basically a great individual effort by Kalorin. He beats his man, and then he beats the two guys ahead of him with the puck and finds finds point back door just wide open, nobody home. So uh, they get the goal there. And then the second goal for Tampa was just a floater uh, towards the net. And, and you know, the goalie, he made a mistake. So we've seen, we've seen two mistakes. We've seen the mistake or a mistake in the the first goal where, where the, the Kalorn beats his guy and you know great individual effort and then the second mistake was a mistake by the goalie and you can't blame him. Nedeljkovic was awesome in in this game. He he, he kept him in there, but uh, uh, in the playoffs, you know this this was a Tampa Bay uh, kind of game. You know they they win two nothing. Uh, Vezulevsky doesn't let anything in, and you know that that's what they do, right? So uh, I think. I think for the Tampa, you know, that's the kind of game you're looking for, and we'll see if they continue uh, rolling on. But, you know, everything's looking pretty positive as far as uh, that goes. And, you know, they play Tampa Bay-type style hockey. Uh, Sergeyev gets five blocks in this one. Cernak's got three blocks. Sorelli's got three blocks. So, uh, you know, that's what they do. They limit your chances and opportunities, and uh, they get the win today. And like I said, we saw both road teams winning. So you go over to the Knights and the Hurricanes, and, you know, kind of a similar story. You know, this is a story of capitalizing off turnovers and transition, and that's that's kind of what we saw in this one. Uh, Colorado able to get on the board uh, early, and I thought the first goal was kind of a weak goal uh, by Saad, and Fleury, you know, you can't can't be perfect all the time, and he wasn't uh, on the first one, and, and he opens the door, right? Opens the door uh, for this Avalanche team at home, and, and it's looking good. Avalanche, Donskoy comes in and gets another goal, and you know, a nice goal actually, as they, they're coming through, and, and things are looking good for Colorado, but uh, turn back the other way, and we've got a goal by 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 Los Angeles, and they're sorry by Vegas in the third that comes off of a, a turnover, and uh, they make they make the the, the Avalanche pay. And then the next two goals, the tying goal and the go-ahead goal, are both goals off of transition and coming back the other way and creates odd man opportunities going back the other way. 
and, and Vegas is able to, to cash on them, and boom, then they win. And that's what you want, right? You know, as soon as this game goes to overtime, if, if you're the Golden Knights, that's what you're trying to do, or even in the third, you know, if you can get this uh, on the road uh, into a next goal game, a next goal wins type scenario, uh, you did your job. So Vegas does their job. They execute all around and uh, and put – Put Vega or put put the Avalanche on on elimination notice, uh, and now the Knights will get a chance to eliminate them at home in Vegas, and we'll see what the Avalanche could do. You know, McKinnon has to be the star. Uh, you know, the top line uh, for for this uh, Colorado team continues to kind of get hemmed up. Uh, we we see Ratning gets a point in this one, gets an assist, and uh, McKinnon gets nothing. Two shots on goals, one hit. You know, that's just not going to do it. Uh, Langdeskog minus two. One shot on goal. He does contribute eight hits. So uh, that, that you know that that's the dynamic to his game. At least you're getting something out of him. But uh, they they need a lot more out of that line. And I saw in this game in the first period, you know, McKinnon was kind of flying around a little bit early, but uh, uh, not able to cash and and really just kind of disappeared later on into this game. So uh, we'll, we'll 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 follow ahead and look forward to the next one for sure. Uh, and which should be a pretty spirited hockey game anyway. And on the NBA side, like I said, we had a couple playoff games over there. And, you, you know, I kind of thought it might happen. We, we went two for two in the NBA yesterday, so I'm feeling smart about my NBA choices. And, and honestly, I, I thought the Hawks might have been a bit of a mirage in that first game. Uh, just seeing how, you know, Trey Young put up big numbers in the first unit. You know, guys put up big scoring numbers, but they were all minus differentials at the end of that game. So, uh, really, it was a story about the benches in, in the first game. And I think it was again in this one. And it was kind of the same scenario where we saw that 76ers first unit uh, able to dominate over the Hawks first unit. And when the second unit came into play, uh, it wasn't looking too good initially for, for the uh, for the 76ers. But everything comes around in the second half. And, and they really start to pull away. And Milton comes in makes a big contribution. And someone needed to anchor that bench unit for, for the 76ers. So uh, they get that they get the win and and we'll see i kind of you know looking at these two games i kind of think the series is going to go more of the way of the second game than the first game so uh the venue does change and of course that'll change some of the emotions and stuff in the game and uh you know continue to monitor see what kind of adjustments uh might get made from either side and what might impact in the next game uh the other game of the night we had the clippers and the jazz and you know this was just a great game going back and forth and you know, I think the story of this one is pretty much uh, it's pretty much Donovan Mitchell really coming on in the second half of this game. And uh, you know, if they call this guy Spider Mitchell, I, I get it, man. He's like Spider Man out there with the ball, actually. So uh, it, it was a pretty good game from him. And, and and really, this was just two good clubs going at it. You know, they they were both getting theirs kind of thing, and uh, it was just close the whole way. And, and it literally comes down to the last shot at the end. Uh, I, I think you want to see more contributions, of course, out of Kawhi only getting 23 points and, and PG-13 a little uh, a little quiet in this one, too. Made some timely shots in this one and did double-double, but uh, 20 points, you know, I think is kind of disappointing. Uh, Kennard makes a big contribution with eight, 18 points in this one. And, and, you know, which I thought was kind of funny, and I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, even see here. Let me just take a look here just to go back. I saw DeMarcus Cousins making a big contribution or at least getting like uh, Time Lord type numbers. And really, I didn't even really see him slip into the game. So I just wanted to kind of mention uh, on him. And 
a guy I've kind of forgotten about, of you know, even what he was up to. So I thought that was kind of interesting yesterday. I'm just trying to find his numbers here because I wanted to, I wanted to bring up those numbers before I forgot about him because maybe it'll become meaningful later on, right? He didn't get many minutes was the thing. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't even notice him on the floor. But for the Clippers yesterday, uh, he goes, what did he get? DeMarcus Cousin goes three minutes, six points, three rebounds, and a block. Uh, three personal fouls and a turnover. So I guess there's there's good and bad. I guess I didn't see the whole line through. But still, talk about an action-packed three minutes. <laughs> we'll see if they can get any more from him. And, and this game just comes down, you know, to me, it just came down to a bad choice, right? Both teams are clicking and uh, the ball on this one. Of course, the, the, the Clippers have the last shot. They need a three to tie. And they're getting pretty good ball movement. And for some reason, uh, they settle on a shot on a corner three with, with Marcus... Uh, with Marcus Morris in the corner with Gobert challenging him for the shot. So uh, I don't know when you've got, got PG-13, Mark Morris, uh, or sorry, and Kawhi Leonard sitting on the floor. Uh, Luke Kennard, who shot lights out in this one. Uh, even Rondo, you know, even put the ball in Rondo's hand. Anyone who's not on, who's not going to be contested by, by Gobert. So uh, pretty pretty poor choice, and he puts up the block, and this game ends uh, with no shot. So uh kind of a breakdown for for the Clippers for sure and uh, the Jazz get the point and we did have the Jazz on the money line yesterday so uh, that worked out for us as far as that goes MLB lots on the go as far as uh, MLB goes yesterday and uh, just looking at some of the things you know the Orioles continue to roll Mullins comes in and makes a big makes a big deal there uh, Braves and Phillies kind of get into a slugfest yesterday and Acuna Acuna Jr. Uh, comes up comes up on that one uh, Pirates Dodgers game was kind of had, had an interesting play in it. Uh, they've got a young third baseman there by the name of Hayes, and uh, a guy who you want to have uh, on, on your fantasy team. I think his ownership's probably up in the, up in the seventies, eighties anyway, so he won't be around. But you know, a guy who he might be able to trade for just because he's been kind of quiet and injured all year and, and lots coming in. But anyway, he hits a a home run in this one and f- forgets to touch uh, first base and the Dodgers challenge it and the home run comes back. So a uh, tough call for, for the young guy. And I guess that's just the excitement of missing a lot of games. So uh, just funny on that one. Tigers I thought was interesting and a guy that kind of frustrates me because I just dropped him was Matthew Boyd uh, gets the win against the Mariners and puts up a solid line in that one. Uh, going six innings and what did he do in this one? He got six innings, six hits, no earned runs, uh, three strikeouts. So uh, he does play for the Tigers though, and it's just up and down, right? Giants double up on the Rangers yesterday, so they continue to stake their claim to first in the NL West. Rays beat the Nationals, and they continue to stake their claim to being the the, the top rated team in baseball. Uh, Yankees win one and they double up on the Twins. And I follow some Yankee fans on on, on Twitter there, so I know they're pretty they're pretty jacked over that one. Indians absolutely destroyed the Cardinals yesterday uh, in a game we had. Uh, athletics continue on with their winnings ways, beating the Diamondbacks at home and a bit of a surprise. I think we were on the Padres yesterday. The Cubs come in and uh, and really get a dominating win against uh, against the Padres on the road. And you know the funny part with this one is kind of lament if you ask me, a guy who they put on a short leash uh, all year, and for some reason in the game where he gets gives up four earned runs and decide to to keep him out for his uh, season-long five innings. So uh, I'm not even too sure if you're a Lamette owner, how you see that as, as good or bad, kind of a mixed bag, I guess, as far as that goes. Lots on the go today in MLB, and like I said, we got one game each in, as far as the playoffs go. So we'll take a look, and I guess uh, I guess we'll start over in the playoffs. So 
Uh, let's hit the ice first, I suppose, because that is usually where I uh, start my night as far as uh, taking in a playoff game. So we got the Bruins in the Highlanders, and, you know, this has been a great series, and we'll see uh, if the Bruins, who are the favorites in this one, can stave off elimination. And the, these these Islanders, they, they come to work. They're, they're lunch pail workers. They're 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 making they're making life hard on this Bruins team and and they're doing it by by exerting mash, maximum effort and, and you know playing as a team and, and being gritty and getting some timely goals and taking advantages of their opportunities and really taking advantage of the opportunity of uh, even like a Tuka Rask who was a little shaky in the last game and, and gets pulled out so uh, Islanders you know in, in the playoffs it's kind of hard to discount anyone when <laughs> we've seen what happened in the North Division right the sweeps and you know the Montreal Canadiens uh, where they stand now so uh, I don't know if anything is beyond my realm of believing as far as the NHL goes but uh, like I said yesterday we saw both both road teams win and I, I'd like to see this series I think this is one of the better series going so uh, it's been pretty exciting so far uh, I think we'll see Varlamov in tonight for the Islanders we'll see Rask in so both both starters are locked in it should be all systems go for the, for these teams that have been uh, slugging it out so far and uh, if you're thinking about just the psychology of this one I think the Islander players come into this one feeling great they're on a high in this one and and I think the seed of doubt is planted a little bit right now uh, with these Bruins maybe planted a little bit right now with Tuka Rask uh, on the flip side of that thought is you know these guys are champions they've been there they got it done before that they kind of know and uh you know now's not not panic time so gonna be a great game <laughs> anyway and uh if you guys want to bet along of course we play on sports interaction so i've got the sports interaction uh uh odds up here right now and you got the bruins on the money line at 174 or you can grab the islanders uh 212 at home like i said it's kind of tough you know the, <laughs> the islanders are leading the series and you get getting the opportunity to double your money on them uh at home so uh, for me, uh, I haven't been playing as many puck lines as, as I'd like. And uh, like I said, I'm kind of worried. I kind of have the Bruins winning this series. And I have the Bruins actually as my pick to, to win the cup, actually. So, uh, or at least get to the cup out of that side of the, of the bracket. So, uh, for this one... Uh, like I said, playoffs, one goal game, Bruins on the road. I just think it's a close game, and who knows, the Bruins could lose. Uh, we're certainly not seeing any shortages of uh, of shocking results, I think, in this playoffs of underdogs getting through. So what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do, my plan of action is I'm going to take the Islanders today, and I'm going to grab them on the puck line. So even if they lose by a goal and a half to these Bruins, uh, we'll still be covered. And I, like I said, I think it'll be a one close game. So we get, we get points at home, which I love. So you get, you get the Islanders one and a half, the, the odds a little lighter than what I like, but it's pretty close at 145. So, uh, you know, things, things could be worse for sure. Over on the NBA side of things, and I think we have one game there as well, so we'll just take a look at that one. And it's a beauty, and we'll see if the Nuggets can rebound today uh, against these Suns. And uh, it just seems like, uh, I don't know, the Suns just seem to be rolling, and they're looking pretty unstoppable right now, of course. Of course, for the for the Nuggets, they're, they're anchored by, by Jokic in, in this one, and we'll see what the Joker can get done uh for this nuggets team and the suns are at home in this one so it's not all doom and gloom as far as the nuggets go but uh they're definitely gonna have to find a way to 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 just be better in this one and to deal with the prolific outside scoring of, of these these suns and i think even the more con concerning part is uh even if they get that under control 
Uh, and we've seen the Joker comment about this. He said that that Aiton is is the toughest matchup that he has uh, in in the NBA. So that's a little concerning for me because that just uh, uh, just kicks everything up another notch as far as the level, uh, you know, the size of the wall or the size of the, the tree that, that the Joker's got to chop down in this one. So uh, it seems like a pretty uh, a pretty Herculean uh, type task for him. But, you know, he is the MVP, and we have seen Paul a little banged up, and he's looking great, mind you, so I don't know if we can say that. But uh, I, I don't know. I just think that this is a, a close series, and, and we'll see Denver's going to need some guys to step up. And I don't know if they have the guys that can step up, at least consistently with these Suns. So maybe they get a big big performance out of out of Porter tonight. Or, you know, more importantly to me, the guy that, that's kind of the story or the guy that, that I want to watch uh, for this Denver team is Gordon. And where has he been, right? Like, to me, he, he's got to be better. They, they brought him in to, to be an impact player. And we're not talking a lot about Aaron Gordon as far as as far as any of this goes. You look at the first game; he went 29 minutes, uh, 18 points, four rebounds, two assists, three steals, which is pretty good. So, want to see more of that. Uh, and he did only have one turnover and one personal foul, but uh, you know, I just think there's more there with this guy. I think we've seen more when he was back in uh, back in Orlando, and I, I just think there's another gear there. And we'll see if they can find it because they, they certainly uh, could use it. Camp. Can put Pazzo has been good in this series, I would say, and you know for a guy that's filling in, and Morris is, has been pretty good. But uh, someone's got to elevate, whether it's Rivers or, or even Millsap, right? Millsap's been able to come in and be good, but they're going to need something else besides uh, the Joker, uh, as we all know. He's going to be the focus of what those Suns do uh, on the de- defense side of things, and. And on the other end of things, for for the Nuggets, they've got to deal with with three guys, so. Uh, the game within the game and we'll see which coach can pull it out today and see what players rise to the top but uh I, you know i think the suns probably get another win here today but i want to see this series be close and i want to give the i want to cheer for the nuggets tonight and i want the nuggets to have the opportunity to win plus we're getting points right so it's on the spread and like i said the spread usually just brings it in kind of a pick them anyway so i'm gonna pick me some denver nuggets and what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna go to the alt line and I'm going to take the Nugs in this one, and I'm going to put them on an alt line of plus eight, and I get 155 for that, which coincidentally is better than what that Islanders uh, one and a half goal is is playing uh, at home for them. So uh, not too bad value if you think of it that way, and that's exactly how I think of it. So let's go go with the Nuggets, and we'll just hope that the the story, the drama intensifies in the NBA as far as that series goes, and uh, and uh, we'll see if the MVP can put up an MVP type like performance and his team will certainly need that from him uh today to get even in that one over to the diamond and i think we have an early game here starting here right away so we won't even talk about that but we'll see actually what is on the arrival here so i'm looking at the american league first here up on sports interaction is and we got the astros uh versus the red Sox, and we saw the astros uh get on these red Sox yesterday so we'll go today and today i like the red Sox in this one just just based on the pitching matchup uh, Ovaldi's been lights out for them all year, and to me, uh, Odrizzi, you know, to me is a little more of an inconsistent performer this year. Uh, I, I think he was good in his last game out. So uh, these two guys are just, you know, kind of juggernaut, juggernaut offenses uh, for my money, and uh, it should be a good game. But for me, like I said, I'm gonna get on Boston, get at home, see that they rebound at home uh, against these Astros today. So give me, give me Ovaldi, give me, uh, give me the Red Sox at home on the money line. And that is paying 169 for that. 
Mariners didn't see the Tigers, and like I said, those Tigers, they, they, they get the win yesterday behind the arm of Boyd, and today they even probably got, uh, I think, probably a better arm in, in Mize on the mound going against Flexen uh, for the M's, and he's been pretty good for them this year too. I think a pleasant surprise uh, for, for these Mariners. So uh, we'll see what they can get done today. You know, these Mariners struggle offensively, and, and pitchers, I think, generally like pitching against them. So I think Mize is probably looking forward to, to his opportunity today. He's got 64 and two-thirds innings pitched so far this year, 53 strikeouts, 20 base on balls. Uh, Chris Flexen brings in a 5-3 and three record, 53 and two-thirds innings, 33 strikeouts, 11 base on balls, and ERA of 4.7. So some of those underlying numbers aren't so great, but the win-loss total is certainly good. But uh, going to be hard, I think, to improve on that today against this Detroit team that I think matches up pretty well uh, against this M's team. And I think the pitching matchup is actually pretty good, too. We get a couple of young guys uh, going at it. But I think Mize has just been a cut better this year, uh, despite the, the records of these two guys, or at least a cut better as of late. So uh, I'm going to get on the Tigers today. And I'm going to take the Tigers on the money line. So this puts us on the second home team of the day. So Tigers, money line, and they are, what are they? They are 170 is what you get for that on Sports Interaction. Next game up on the schedule here, we've got the Yankees, who, like I said, they're fans exuberant uh, against the Twins. And kind of an interesting matchup. We've got the the great, or the the was great Garrett Cole <laughs> is that too painful Yankee fans I'm sorry but I even seen again in the news and you know he's not able to explain uh, where his game's gone since the whole doctored ball things come up and honestly I I don't know if Garrett Cole has done this or not and, and you know I, I'd probably lean to the fact that he probably does and has and uh, and and I'm not even saying that's a that's a negative comment on him because I think that puts him probably uh, in in the same boat as most of his coworkers as far as pitchers go. But uh, uh, it's just funny as far as the timing goes. The timing probably couldn't be worse. And given the past accusations, and you know there could be an element of truth to it too, right? Like they are doing that, and I think they are. You know, there, there's going to be some some results, but uh, I still think Garrett Cole's. A great pitcher just just the timing and it just kind of gets in your head i think his last time out against the rays and keep in mind these rays are the number one power ranked team in baseball so uh five innings pitch five five earned runs before that you know pretty good against the tigers which you'd expect and he was really good against the white Sox, which you'd expect and then he had a rough outing uh against the uh against the rangers so i expect more good uh than bad as far as uh, as far as Garrett Cole goes today, and in fact, I think he's pretty cranky today and has himself a pretty good game, is what I'm thinking against uh, Dobnak uh, for for the Twins. He's one and five in the year, and really more of a bullpen guy. Uh, get, getting the open here today for the uh, for the Twins, although I keep seeing him slaughtered in here as a starter. So, uh, you know, not a successful starter anyway. A 32 innings pitch, it's an ERA of over six against, like I said, uh, Cy Young. Uh, contender Garrett Cole so I don't think there's too 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 much to go on here so what we got to do is look at the Yankees here and I'm not going to get them on a negative run line here I'm just going to take up them on a good old fashioned money line win so take in the Yanks and you get uh, 152 for that on the money line next game up we've got I'm just going to make a little adjustment here next game up we've got the Blue Jays against the White Sox and we're going to get a third look now at young Alec Manoa against Lance Lynn. And I honestly don't like this matchup for the Blue Jays today. Blue Jays, of course, you know, had a great pitching matchup yesterday uh, between Rodon and and, and uh, 
Robbie Ray. And basically, he ends up giving up the tie. I think it was on a long ball, and the bases get loaded up. And the bullpen ends up losing it for the Blue Jays. So we see these guys rematch today. And today, I I don't think the Blue Jays have anywhere near the quality of starter uh, that the White Sox are going to throw on the mound. uh, The the rookie grabs uh, uh, Lance Lynn as his opponent in this one at home. So... Uh, we keep on seeing the, the, the Blue Jays putting this Manoa kid uh, into some pretty tight spots as far as uh, getting a win here today. So I'm definitely cheering for the guy. Uh, but like I said, I just think it's going to be really tough for him to get out a win here. Uh, he, he had came in and, and got six innings done against the Yankees and against the tire fire Yankees too. Like, like it was just terrible at the time. Like things aren't going well uh, for the Yankees. His next start out is against the Marlins, and the, you know the, he goes three and a thirds innings and gives up four earned runs. And it could have been a heck of a lot worse than that. Actually, he ended up getting out of a jam in that one. So uh, today we renew. He renews, and, and uh, like I said, this White Sox team is first in the AL Central. Uh, Lance Lynn has been lights out this year as far as uh, his performance goes. He's got 58 and two-thirds innings pitched, 63 strikeouts, 16 base on balls, a 7-1 and one record. So uh, this, this is kind of kind of a, a pretty lopsided one on the pitching department, I think. And uh, who knows? You know, the Blue Jays' bats are the type of team. You know, I say this in front of every Blue Jay game, and it's always true. You know, they have the bats to destroy anybody at any time, but... Uh, uh, I just think when you look at everything that we know, instead of, you know, those breakout performances can happen at any time. They're kind of unpredictable. But uh, I'm going to bet against one happening against Lance Lynn, and he's the type of guy that can really take this uh, this game uh, later into the innings and really control the, the outcome of this one. So looking at what he's done, he does have a, a nine-inning game, a nine inning game already once this year. He's got a seven-inning game, so... Uh, we'll see what happens, but yeah, I got to go against my Blue Jays today, so not a homer pick. I uh, got to get on the White Sox, and I'm going to take them on the money line at 162. Royals in to see the Angels, and we've got a uh, a pitching matchup that I think is pretty competitive, and Brad Keller uh, going against Griffin Canning uh, for the Angels, and their uh, ERA is pretty similar at 5.5 for Keller. 5.82 for, for Canning. Uh, Keller has got 50, 55 and two-thirds innings uh, pitched this year. Griffin Canning, 43 and a thirds innings pitched. But, uh, I don't know, like I said, all, all in all, I think it's pretty competitive as far as these guys go. I think Canning's a little bit more of a, of a strikeout guy. Uh, so we'll see if that comes in a factor at home today. Like I said, it should just be a competitive game. Royals are on a four-game slide heading into this one, so they're going to be motivated to win this one, but I just can't get on it on this one. Uh, I'm going to get on, on the Angels. I'm going to get on the home team here. I think that they've got a team that's spiraling a bit, and, and the Angels are 7-3, and three, and uh, I think they're in a good spot here to take advantage a little bit. Like I said, I think I think all things are pretty equal, except the Angels are, are at home in this one, and, uh, yeah, I think they take advantage of a team that's struggling. So going to take the angels in this and they are 163 on the money line looking over now into the nl side of things and we'll start off with the uh the cubs at the padres and we've got arietta against you darvish and it's just hard to imagine the Padres dropping another one here today. But, you know, it's been kind of hard to imagine that the San Francisco Giants are, are the first-place team in, in the uh, NL West and the Dodgers are third. So uh, we, we've got to readjust our thinking a little bit. But uh, 
I don't know. I, I just think that this is a pretty good pitching matchup. I, I think I've got to actually give the edge to you, Darvish, uh, in this one in a six and one record. Arietta five and six on the year. So uh, I think there's a distinct advantage with the Padres as far as pitching goes. The ERA for Darvish is half of what Arietta is. And you look at the bats too. I got to give the bats to 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 the Padres. So we'll see if the Padres can bounce back after losing a game yesterday, seven to one, pretty convincingly. So. Uh, yeah, look for the Padres. They're three and seven in their last ten. Wow! And you know, if you're three and seven in your last ten, and you're at home, you got you Darvish on the mound uh, going up against Arietta. You just you got to win that game. So we'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow might be my rant about how we need to uh, to to <laughs> start start lighting some uh, firing some people or doing something with those Padres because it's it's uh, it's been underperforming and pretty underwhelming as of late. So. Uh, they can avoid that today. You know, I think that some of the panic subsides today uh, as long as they win here because they, they should win. And the, the money line on this one is 138. So I'm not even going to take them on, on the money line today. I'm going to say they need to win convincingly just because I don't want to play that odd anyway. So I'm going to take the Padres today on the run line. And, you know, the Padres, we, we haven't played very many run lines this year. And the run lines that we have done, I think we've hit four out of five. And every single time, I think for the most part, it's been the Padres. I don't think we've played anyone really uh, but the Padres on a negative run line. So let's see if the Padres, like I said, I think they're hitting at like 80% for us when we do take them on, on a negative run line. So that'll be an interesting one today to see if that happens tomorrow or not. And you get 178 uh, on that one. Atlanta in to see... Uh, the Braves are in to see the Phillies again, and like I said, we saw kind of a smash fest yesterday, and we saw Harper get in on the action, and we saw Kuna Jr. get in on the action, so today we, we renew, and honestly, I don't know anything about the Atlanta pitcher in this one, so that's a little concerning when I see he's going to be drawing uh, the Phillies. Uh, Zach Eflin has been uh, you know, kind of off to a rough start this year, but has pretty good stuff. His record is 2-5. and five. He's got 68 innings pitched, 68 strikeouts, and 6 base on ball. So that's pretty uh, that's pretty impressive there. ERA of 4.10. So uh, considering you're 2-5 and five and have an ERA of 4.10, that, that's not too shabby. Uh, on the other end of this thing, we got Tucker Carl, Tucker Davidson, sorry, uh, 11 and 2 thirds innings, 2.31 ERA, 10 strikeouts, 6 base on ball. So not really a whole lot of information on the 25-year-old who throws left. Looking at his last game out, uh, he has had a couple starts here recently, so it looks like he's been a recently anointed starter of those Braves. That's a team that's experienced some injuries in their rotation. So his uh, May 18th start against the Mets, it looks like he went six innings, gave up five hits and three earned runs, and was even better last time out against the Nationals, going five and two-thirds innings pitch, gave up zero earned runs and got five strikeouts. So trending up a little bit as far as that goes. But uh, I, I got to give it to, to Zach Eflin, go with the more known quantity at home. And who knows, maybe the bats get going again today uh, for both teams. But I, I definitely like the uh, opportunity for the Phillies bats to get alive off. Like I said, just a lesser known pitcher. And until I get to see and learn a little more about Mr. Tucker Davidson, I'm, I'm going to bet against them. So uh, I'm going to take the, the Phillies today and I'm going to take them on the money line at 172. Next up, we got the the Dodgers and the Pirates. <laughs> the Dodgers, like I said, third in, in the NL West, and we'll see what they can do to get things done. Of course, they just were the recent beneficiary of one Mr. Uh, Bellinger returning to the mix here, I think within the last week or so. So uh, I think that's pretty huge, and I, I think... 
you know, they're on the road in this one against the Pirates, and they're 4-6 and six in their last 10. So we talk about the Padres and kind of being in a spot where you kind of need to win. Uh, I think being on the road uh, when, when you're the the contender, really, the World Series contender uh, against the Pirates, who are very unheralded. Uh, I think that's a spot where you got to win. So today I, I'm looking at that, and I see the, the pitching matchup here today. And, and Tony Goslin is a guy that's uh, in the lineup uh, as far as the rotation goes uh, for the Dodgers. He is the guy that beat out Price uh, for, for the fifth spot uh, that was vacated uh, when Derek May ended up going down to the season and needed uh, and went for Tommy John. So we'll see if he can seize on his opportunity today. Uh, he is uh, he doesn't really have any any quality starts. His last time out looks like it may have been uh, in relief. So this might be his first start in a while uh, by the looks of things. I'm just going to take a look here. He did start, so just hasn't been going deep. In his last game, he went three and two-thirds innings, gave up eight hits, four runs, two earned runs, so that's not the greatest uh, against the Angels. Before that, his matchup was against the Dodgers, and in that matchup, what did he do? Just taking a look here to see if he actually started in that game. And no, in that one, he actually came out of the bullpen on it, so he's only his only start recently is his last start. Um, before that, looks like he was coming out of the pen, so... We'll see today. Like I said, I, I kind of like a guy when you're not the first choice of the team. I kind of hard to make you the first choice of my wagering, but it is the uh, it is the Pittsburgh Pirates on the other end of things, and the Pirates are a team I think can be sneaky in a lot of spots. I'm not too sure today is the day with Tyler Anderson on the mound. He's got 61 and two thirds innings, 59 strikeouts, 17 base on balls, uh, an ERA of 4.67. So. Uh, a little pedestrian as far as those numbers go. I think you'd at least want to see the base on balls uh, being a little lower uh, you know, as far as coming in and feeling good. But like I said, Gosselin has not really been lighting it up. So uh, we'll see. You know, This could be a weird spot here for the Dodgers uh, messing around with really an unproven starter. But you got to think with the Dodgers, you know, they got so much dough, so much depth. They could be starting a David Price here today, but uh, they feel better going with, with Gosselin. So... Uh, somebody in the Dodgers organization feels uh, feels good about this guy. So, uh, well, no, who knows? I'm going to follow the money a little bit here today. You know, I kind of want to get on Pittsburgh a bit, but uh, uh, I just can't see the Dodgers. Like I said, they need to pick up a win. They're third in the NL West, and uh, I know it's early, but, you know, it's starting to get to be mid-June, right? So uh, time to at least be a little bit concerned, I think, as far as these Dodgers go. You look at where they are in the standings right now. And currently, they, like I said, they are in third, and they're three games back. So, you know, they're still in the hunt. I guess it's not panic time, but you don't want it to become panic time either, right? So uh, I'm sure the Dodgers will pick it up, and, yeah, for that to happen, I guess that would be today against the Pirates. So let's take the Dodgers and take take Gosselin, and we'll take him on the money line here, and we'll get him at 155. Milwaukee into see uh, Cincinnati, and we've got another Anderson on the mound uh, for the Bruins, and I, I believe it's it's Brian Anderson. Let me just double check that for you guys. Don't want to fake news you here? I know you guys come to the One Man Sports Show because it's a source of highly high quality and accurate information. And looking at this here, and you know, I'm sorry, our our our, uh, our support people here are a little slow getting me some of the information that I need to get this show rolling along and uh, like I said along with some of the audio issues maybe we'll look at, at some of the the staffing issues who right now you know consists of a dog really but uh, still he could pick up his game right 
Brett Anderson, three and sorry, two and three on the year, thirty-six and two-thirds innings pitched, twenty-one strikeouts, twelve base on balls, going against Vladimir Gutierrez uh, for the Reds. Ten, ten innings pitched for him, six strikeouts, five base on balls. So not a lot of information as far as he go, as far as uh, Vladimir Gutierrez goes. He is a twenty-five-year-old from Cuba, uh, six foot tall, right-hander. Last time out was against the Cardinals. He went five innings pitched, went gave up two earned runs. Before that, he did another five-inning performance against the Cubbies, and the results were even better, giving up one earned run. So today he is at home. He does get the benefit of being at home, and he does get the benefit of a, of a lighter-hitting team as far as the Brewers go, uh, in my mind. And he kind of gets the benefit of kind of a winnable pitching matchup, you know, and Brett Anderson who's uh, not the most uh, over overpowering matchup to go against. Uh, like I said, 36 and two-thirds hitting the pitch, 21 strikeouts, 12 base on balls. So, uh, you know, th those aren't dominating numbers. So we'll see. The Reds, to me, are a team that uh, the bats can definitely make you pay if you're not on your game. So we'll see today if they can make Anderson pay and if he's on his game or not. But uh, I got to go with the Reds. And the Reds lost yesterday, too. So that's another reason I kind of like them to rebound here at home and, and get a win here. Uh, against these brewers at, on their home turf. So taking the Reds on the money line, and you get 178 for that. And that wraps up uh, the National League action for today. And there is some stuff here under the interleague play. So we'll take a peek in on that and see what's going on. And we've got a few games here in interleague today. So uh, four games, in fact, in interleague. So that's cool. I, I love the interleague games. I like seeing how these teams react to different playing conditions and, and, and the DH, right? So I especially like it when American League teams are playing uh, with the DH. I just think it's an interesting dynamic. And today we start with a team that will be playing with the DH today. And we've got the, uh, the Diamondbacks uh, in, in to see the Oakland Athletics. And we've got Peacock going against uh, Manaya for, for the, for the uh, Athletics. And, you know, it just seems to me like the Athletics are just kind of rolling along this year and winning where they should be. And, uh, yeah, and just kind of making sure that when the opportunities are presented, you know, they're cashing on them. So today they get Matt Peacock on this one, and he's 32 and 32 and two-thirds innings pitched this year, 23 strikeouts, six base on balls, and ERA of just under five. He's 27 years old, six foot one, a right-hander, and his last time out was against the Brewers that we were just discussing. So a team that I thought was kind of a lighter-hitting team. He gives up three earned runs. Before that, it was six innings against the Cards. Another team I'd kind of describe as kind of being on the, on the lighter-hitting side of things and gave up two earned runs. So today he gets a team I'm not going to describe as being on the lighter side of things as far as the A's go. You know, they can put up runs in bunches, and they can put up homers and stuff like that. So uh, for, for the A's, it seems like they get pitching from all over the place, and today, uh, no exception, one of their better ones going in Manaya. 69 and two-thirds innings pitch, 70 strikeouts, 16 base on balls, an ERA of 3.36. So good spot, I think, for him today to, to get the, the win at home against these Diamondbacks who currently occupy fifth. In, in the NL West. So taking the A's, grabbing them at home on the money line, and they are 149 uh, for that one. Mets in to see the Orioles, and you know, the series is probably closer than a lot of people think, and we see that yesterday uh, with the Orioles getting the win. And uh, today, I, I really like the matchup here for the Mets as far as the pitching goes. Uh, to me, I don't really have to think too much about it. And Taewon Walker uh, going against one Matt Harvey. And Matt Harvey, you know, he's had his spots this year, right? But he's still 51 and two-thirds innings pitch with an ERA of 6.62. So he's had lots of runway to, to get that ERA up where it is. Uh, 45 strikeouts, 17 base on balls. On the flip side of things, Taewon Walker, 54 innings pitched, 
51 strikeouts, 23 base on balls, and an ERA of 2.17. So you know this matchup actually a little closer than these records would indicate. Uh, like I said, Walker, I've seen him play a little bit this year, so he has been throwing well. And I got to see him quite a bit uh, last year, so... Uh, we'll see today what he can do against a pitcher I'm just not a fan of in Matt Harvey. And Matt Harvey has been a guy, you know, to me, just he always seems to, to burn me. Look at his last uh, two games, three games out, four. He's been burned in his last five times out. <laughs> With His best outing was his last game where he went three innings pitch, gave up two hits and one earned run. Before that, it was five earned runs in three innings, five earned runs in four and two-thirds innings, six earned runs over one and two-thirds innings, seven earned runs over 4.1. So that's almost like getting ready to like go to the minor leagues and you don't belong in baseball uh, type time as far as I'm concerned uh, and, and those numbers so uh, I do think that the offenses here are a little mismatched you know I give the edge to Mullins and 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 the prolific bats it seems for these Orioles right now so I do give the Orioles the batting advantage uh, with Conferno being out for these Mets Alonzo is back but they still have other injuries and you know a guy like Lindor really hasn't really been an impact at least not a superstar type impact that you'd like to see if you're the Mets so uh, going to be a close game today. I give the like I said, I give the bats to the O's and I give the pitching uh, to the Mets. And the Mets are on the road in this one, and and they are going to be playing with the DH in this one because it is uh, it is in Baltimore. But uh, well, I think that being said, I'm still going to go with the Mets. I'm still going to go with the, with the pitching matchup and see that they can get even up today against these Orioles. So taking the Mets on the money line at 171. The Nationals are in to see baseball's number one ranked power-rated team in the Rays, and we've got Corbin, who's off to just a disastrous start this year, and has been a little better as of yet, yet or as of late, at least as far as uh, turning in some respectable-type major league performances. And uh, he grabs on this one, uh, McClanahan for Tampa, and you know who who isn't p- pitching well as far as these Rays go, and uh, I don't think this guy is any exception as far as that goes. I'm just trying to find the numbers here uh, for this game. There we go, right there. So for Corbin, he's 3-5 and five on the year, 57 and a third's innings pitch. And like I said, really rough start to the year. Been a little better, I guess, as of late. I don't know. I guess even that's arguable. His last trip out was against the Braves, 5 and, third, five and a third's innings pitch, 6 hits, uh, 4 earned runs. So not not very encouraging there. I'm just trying to find an encouraging start, and and really there isn't one. Five innings, four earned runs. Five and two thirds innings, four earned runs. Five innings, three earned runs. His last good start, really quality start, seven earned or seven innings, one earned run against the Phillies on May 13th, and it's been one, two, three, four, five subpar, four subpar performances since. And uh, like I said, on Tampa, you know who isn't pitching well? It doesn't really seem to matter. It's Shane McClanahan in this one, two and one record on the year. 30 and two-thirds innings pitched, 38 strikeouts, nine base on balls, and you know they have a plan even if he doesn't go deep into this game. So uh, I, I got to go I gotta go with, with the Rays on this one. And against the Nationals team, it's really been uh, underperforming this year as far as uh, I'm sure their fans go. And I think a lot of people in baseball didn't necessarily have them slotting in as, as the fifth-place team in the NL East. And uh, I think they're there for a reason, and I think that continues on today. Uh, we'll bring some subpar starters uh, onto the mound and, you know, not really being able to get uh, enough offense going against this race team that uh, seems to be able to lock everyone down and get just enough offense of, say, a guy like Meadows uh, to make you pay. So today I'm going to take the Rays and I'm going to grab them on the money line and you get them at 156. Last game on the dock and we've got the Indians at the Cardinals. 
and uh, this one will be played with the DH. So it looks or without the DH. So it looks like of all the uh, all the interleague games won, this is the only National League one. And we've got uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound uh, for these uh, for these Cardinals. And on the other side of things, we have uh, Mejia going for the Indians in this one. And a guy, you know, I don't really know overly a whole too much about. He does have a 1-0 record already this year. So uh, just kind of still getting his uh, his beak wet a little bit, I think. But I think for me at home and the veteran being on the mound today for these uh uh, for for these Cardinals, and especially after getting embarrassed yesterday, uh, you know, good spot here to have your veteran come in and try to uh, stop the slide here for the team against these Indians that have been playing, uh, you know, pretty good as far as the year goes. Anyway, so uh, we'll see today if they can capitalize on on their veteran. Like I said, being on the mound against Mejia. So uh, on that one, you get the Cardinals at home, and you get them on the money line. You get them at uh, one seventy seven. That's everything today for Interleague. So kind of a shorter show. We didn't really go the, the full hour. Sometimes it seems that, that we need. So uh, like I said, a little later actually getting out, getting out the podcast today. But uh, uh, what can you do? Life life gets busy sometimes. And you know, that, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I've been noticing things have been getting busier lately. So I am a small business owner. So hopefully as things get back to normal, that includes things at sporting events. So we'll start seeing full buildings and stuff like that uh, yet again. But in the meantime, you know, everyone be safe and Thank you for joining me here, Brock Crocker, your highly replaceable host on the One Man Sports Show. Your uh, your interest and support is really appreciated. And, and like I said, we'll, we'll work on getting the quality of the sound up as I look at trying to get some, some new equipment. And if you guys want to show your support, I, you know you can do that by following the One Man Sports Show on Twitter or following me on Twitter. You can get a hold of me at Crocker Brock. And it's Crocker, just like in Betty, and Brock, just like is in Lesnar. Or shoot me an email. It's Gretzky Rocks, Rock spell R-O-X, at gmail.com. This has been today's edition of the One Man Sports Show for this Wednesday, June 9th. Everyone, be good, be bad. I guess do whatever you got to do, but make some money while you're doing it. And uh, I'll talk to all you guys tomorrow.